What's up, everybody? Welcome to IGN Game Scoop. I'm your host, Damon Hatfield. Joining me this week is Justin Davis, Scoop. Tina Amini, Hi. and Sam Claiborne. Hey, everybody. And we've got a great show for you this week. Uh, we're going to talk about what are, what are the, the best games of every decade. We talked a lot about the best games of the last decade. Oh, fun. What are the best games of every decade? I've got a special surprise planned earlier <gasps> that involves some sensitive documents. <laughs> so sensitive, in fact, I couldn't keep them here at the podcast desk. Ooh. They're over there next to John, our wow. producer. <laughs> I will retrieve them at the right time. Okay. But first, first. <laughs> we have a surprise for you, Damon. Oh, what's that? A surprise for your surprise. Oh, well, you've out surprised well, me. Damon just had a birthday. And yeah. we brought a little surprise yeah. for him. Oh, my, oh my goodness. God, I'm unplugging you. What just oh. came unplugged? <laughs> I'm not sure we use this. <laughs> Thank you. Not. What is happening? All right, a box has been. Oh, uh, the, Voila. The donut but box. But wait, no, you can't open it. <laughs> no, so, you have to open I know it. That, I think there's still an apple fritter in here. <laughs> <laughs> this is just. Uh, I hope it's a kitten. An eight-hour-old apple fritter. It's a little bit heavier than it was a little bit ago. Oh, my gosh. Inside this but box first. is the biggest donut I've ever seen in my life. And the smallest skeleton is here to see it. For hey, size, look, scale. Uh, your wife said you could have one donut for your birthday. <laughs> I could have one donut. This is a giant sprinkles-covered donut. That's too big. Makes me uncomfortable. It's, it's heavy, perfectly too, big. Huh? It is pretty heavy. Like, I thought it would be bready and light. It's like pro- a donut. Well, but it's from Bob's Donuts, so it's yeah. probably pretty good. Mm-hmm. So this is kind of their okay. special. They do these, like, large-sized donuts. And okay. on Instagram, you will see people put them up to their faces and be yeah. like, look in my like eye. Like you're going to do hole. right now. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to pick it up right this second. We brought you napkins. Okay. We did. That's... <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> They'll be right here. Okay. That's, That's great. the surprise for the end of the show? Yeah, that was it. This is the, That's s- the sensitive one. document. Did you get us donuts? <laughs> You're going to have to wait and see. <laughs> okay. First, we got to get through the video game news. Okay. Uh, <laughs> all right. Have, we don't have a choice. <laughs> here we go. We begin... Uh, if there were a brand name in video games that is powerful enough to draw people in droves to come stay at a hotel mm. merely because this brand name was slapped on the hotel, would Atari be the yeah. brand name today Data in the East. year 2020 that you think could do that? I know. If, if, if PlayStation hotels were happening, I could see people going. Nintendo hotels? Like Rockstar hotels. Yeah. Rockstar yeah. hotels? That would definitely do it. I'd be too scared to see Even there. like a CD Project Red hotel at this point. Cyberpunk hotel. Yeah. That actually sounds pretty cool. Yeah. But it would be would half cyberpunk and half Witcher, and that's just weird. It'd just be LED lights <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> there is an Atari, a whole string of Atari-themed hotels that are planned. Uh, the plan is to combine a hotel with video game experiences. Atari is promising, quote, a unique lodging experience combining the iconic brand with a one-of-a-kind video game-themed destination. The first location will open up in Phoenix. Yeah, big Phoenix. Located near Central and Roosevelt. Do you know it? Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's around the corner from his house. No, I'm from Scottsdale. So uh, that's in central Phoenix, downtown. I, uh, I was listening to an NPR interview with the, uh, the people putting this whole thing together. And there was a quote in here that we, and I've seen this covered other places, but here's a quote from uh, one of the, uh, the founders of this, Napoleon Smith III. Whoa. Wow. Uh, we're going to have a speakeasy. Arcade speakeasy for guys that are 40 and older to have fun. <laughs> oh and then, my God. If you're 39, forget about it. Oh, that's and, me. <laughs> that's me. Yeah. I'm the target demographic for the Atari Hotel. And for the rest of us, we're going to have an esports venue. 
For the youngs. He Something say for that. everyone. And then he says, that, of course, is to attract the more modern gamer. Uh, and even the rooms will be sensitive to their needs. Uh, <laughs> there's no other hotel chain that really caters to the video game enthusiasts at the road. So Smith continues, a lot of gamers, I've learned, they have to bring their gear with them. Hmm. So, you know, the place is suited for that. We'll have the highest bandwidth these players need. We'll have the screens they need. And, we'll, and we want to be the mecca where this whole place is designed for them to do their maximum performance and have fun with their other games. Do you think this is like Airbnbs that have PS3s? Oh, gross. Or, Don't or, touch those. Or Wii's. Yeah, the, that's usually thing. what it is, right? Yeah. It's usually a Wii. Yeah. But yeah, I, I'm I the well, what do you want to talk about, Damon? Because I have so many topics here. I mean, lay it on us. Let's okay, just let so them go. If you're gonna have an arcade for olds, yeah, a classic arcade, is it gonna have new games like mm. the new Pac-Man game and maybe new Stern Machines or whatever, or are they gonna try to go retro and have like a cool like you know I'm walking into the Tron movie retro style arcade? Mm. And if they're gonna do that, how are they gonna maintain all those games? Yeah. They're going to need to call Sam. Yeah, they're going to need a, a, a good, op- a smooth operator in every state. <laughs> Operators, it, operator is the term that uh, is used for people that collect quarters on machines and fix them in places. That's like you, you put your games on a route hmm. if you have multiple places, hmm. and then you are an operator. So those are the code words for operating old arcade machines. And I'm wondering, like, are they going yeah, to open a bunch that, of classic arcades? They need a Sammy in every city. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And San Francisco is going to have one of these. If yeah, first is, first is coming to Phoenix. Uh, additional hotels are planned for Vegas, Denver, Chicago, Austin, Seattle, San Francisco, and San Jose. I mean, look, like there's worse ideas than a hotel chain that I has agree. like a TV that's really optimized for gaming and has the inputs accessible mm-hmm. and yada yada. But man, the the speakeasy, the forty and up male focused <laughs> uh, like so arcade speakeasies, like they may need to rethink that part. I love the concept of the Atari shaped building. There's actually kind of an Atari shaped building already in, in San yeah. Francisco. There's like that's a Hyatt. There's a PS two. So like, I was gonna say like there's more <laughs> yeah. of a PS four building. Oh, the, the um, stacks sort of, of books going ones? up yeah. the embarkment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. exactly. Yeah, those ones are really fun. Yeah, so yeah. we got all that light. here already. Yeah. I like the idea that Atari's just uh, Nintendo in reverse. Mm-hmm. Like give it yeah. another because yeah. <laughs> they didn't. Well, you should explain right? that. I want well love hotels. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if that story's apocryphal or true, but that's what is. Bound- I choose to believe it's true. <laughs> I think it's in uh, the David Chef book. What's the game? Game over. Game over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So before Nintendo, Nintendo was a video game company, they were a toy company, and then before they Playing were cards. A to- before they were a toy company, they did all kinds of weird like stuff. Taxis, they, taxi service, bowling alleys, supposedly love hotels, and then obviously started as a Hanafuda, you know, a trading card yeah. company. Um, um, Pachinko machines. Yeah, so I hope that this is what. Didn't Atari... Gunpei uh, Yokoi invent the like, grabbing, the mechanical grabbing hand? <laughs> yeah, that's just a toy version of that Nintendo put out in the box, the blue. Yeah, mm. and that okay. goes out. And there's a game for that that's only a downloadable free Wii game that's yep. now locked in that Wii store forever. It's certainly not the most novel idea, just because there are a lot of like arcade experiences that are mm-hmm. supposed to be more uh, modern, generational, I guess. Like GameSpot, uh, GameStop, rather, always make that mistake, uh, is retrofitting their stores or some of their stores to make it look like more of an experience. So you can come and it's like the gamer's lounge. And those exist, too. There's one in uh, Times Square, of all places. A gamer's lounge? Yeah. And so they just have like modern consoles hooked up to high resolution TVs, and you can come and like join um, various competitions that are happening there or just come try out the newest games because they keep a uh, updated library stock. Does it have cats and or owls? No, it's not a cat cafe or an owl cafe. So that's, that's reserved thing. for Japan. Cats and video games in your That's the best because then you can just lounge. Yeah. yeah. They'll sit on your lap. All right. It's we can't release good. this episode because that's too good of an idea. Um, cat cafes in Tokyo already do that and they usually have Taiko Drum Master. Yeah. To play. 
Um, wouldn't what? cats be scared of that? Yeah, too much sound. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think those cats are scared of anything. Who is That's it that true. like, like you know, video games are my primary hobby, the thing I spend almost all my free time doing, <laughs> but it's not so core to me as a human being that like yeah. I am a gamer and I need something that caters to me as a gamer. Everywhere I'm I go. staying in a hotel. Like yeah. I'm fine to stay in a normal ass hotel <laughs> and still be a gamer. Yeah. Like I, I, so that part is tripping me up a little bit. Uh, IGN user Sonic429 says, I like this comment, I feel like Atari grossly overestimates how important their brand is in 2020. I think that sums it up pretty But they don't have any competition in the hotel industry, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, the Chicago Tribune actually had a detail uh, that we didn't have in our article. Uh, they said, under a licensing agreement, Paris-based Atari will receive 5% of hotel revenues. Right, mm-hmm. so this isn't even Atari. Like, it's a marketing They're stunt. just giving them their it's, name. So Paris-based Atari kills yeah. Paris-based Atari. That's 5%. such an important detail. They're just opening a normal-ass hotel, and then they have the Atari name on it to like, get Atari's headlines and get podcasts. Don't forget what do you about want to the like speakeasy <laughs> for 40 year You want like the Edwards who programmed Asteroids? Yeah, I know. Yeah, it turns out. <laughs> it's always going to be licensing, though. I mean, a, a person has to build the hotel that knows how to build a hotel. Yeah, Atari right. doesn't yeah. know how to do that. That's true. That's and true. there is no Atari. But there is a new Atari console, and even that's just like which nebulous license. Which is going to be the bigger failure? The hotel or the new console? Definitely the console. Console, for yeah. sure. The hotel. The hotel is going to be... Could hit. at least be a genuinely good hotel. Yeah, if the hotel, exactly. like, What if the hotel hits that level where it's like that trustworthiness, where it's like, if one of those is in town, then I know I can stay there and it's going to be fine. Yeah. Like, that will, would be the, the goal. I will say that um, barcades mm-hmm. have a, a pretty we, good... We just got sued. Yeah, bar, yeah. Our, bar arcade. Bar arcade. <laughs> you can say it. You can say it. Um, I, they just have like great success in a variety of cities that I've been in. Um, my, my One of my brothers dabbles in some of this uh, real estate and there's just so much room for people who want to drink and play video games. Yeah. So a, a speakeasy or a hotel that lets you do that too. Why not? It's a bonus. They're great. Mm-hmm. So it's such a, such a great modern <laughs> invention um, for 40 year olds. Yeah. That's old. <laughs> Anyway, I can't believe the, the Atari themed hotel was just a crazy story from this week. We've got lots of great listener mails this week, but real quick, uh, we can do a real quick what we've been playing. I've been playing Luigi's Mansion 3 finally, and I'm quite enjoying it. I think it's delightful, and I really wish I would have played it around Halloween because it's got such a fun. And you'll notice we themed out this episode's uh, mm-hmm. wardrobe as Luigi's Mansion colors. Exactly. Mm. Luigi colors. And we brought back Ricardo's skeleton, <laughs> sort of a spooky vibe. It's Halloween all over. And we bought. Candy, giant candy. It's <laughs> yeah. all a big theme this week. Yeah. We really miss Halloween. We're trying to make Halloween in January a thing. Yeah, and February. Uh, Just but every I, day. And, and March. But I've never played a Luigi's Mansion before, so a lot, they're, they kind of make some assumptions. So I guess King Boo is the bad guy in all of them. <laughs> I didn't know that. Because he shows up and he's you're like, oh, it. King Boo is back. You can, you, how do you know the lore of yeah, what I, you're getting I into? I don't the third know the game. I just know that What's your motivation? Luigi has been lured to another mansion <laughs> again. I don't know why it's he has learned his lesson. Yeah, it's a hotel. Didn't uh, we learn our lesson from uh, Atari hotels and whatnot? Exactly. Uh, I haven't made it to the 40-year-old speakeasy level of uh, Luigi's Mansion. <laughs> if if uh, Nintendo put out a series of Luigi's Mansion-themed uh, hotels, mm-hmm. would that be cooler than Atari-themed hotels? Yeah, I think so. Wouldn't that just be Probably like a theme, theme park? They should well, go, I would go to there a should be a themed haunted park. hotel, like a haunted hotel. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That you can go stay at. That's in Final Fantasy VII. It's just all mm. hotels in New There's Orleans. There's a hotel in the Golden Saucer. Yeah, that. Yeah, that is very. I was thinking there are no real theme hotels that are across the United States right now. Huh? No, I've stayed in They're a Godzilla all, hotel in Tokyo. Really? And it was awesome. And then Las Vegas is all themed hotels. And then Anaheim has some around Disneyland. But there's not a lot of like unified theme hotels thing. Yeah, going around. I think a haunted hotel theme 
It's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> You're sleeping. Someone bursts through the door. <laughs> like what a nightmare for the staff. Uh, it's like the, you know, the witching hours would be the time that everything has to be happening. And the staff just has to be like awake all night dealing with like. They got a night crew. <laughs> crazy. <laughs> I don't know about the logistics of this. Uh, We've also, a bunch of us have been playing 1980X, but we need to spend some more time with that. We're going to talk about that a little bit more next week. But it's an interesting game that we're playing on Switch right now. Anyone else playing anything of note before we jump into listener mails? Nothing new. Okay. I've been, uh, I, I, my wife's been out of town. So yeah. it's been me and the two girls. Yeah. So I've just been in survival mode yeah. since last week's scoop. That's the game. The dangerous, most dangerous game. It's like, please go to sleep and then I can just collapse. Uh, all right, then we will move on. Let's check in with the listeners. Hey, listeners. Listeners, remember you can always reach us at the email address, gamescoop at IGN.com, just like Richard Hudson in Oak Park, California did. So I've heard a lot of discussion over the past couple months about the game of the decade. Games like Minecraft, GTA V, The Witcher 3, Fortnite, and Breath of the Wild, my personal pick, were mentioned, and with good reason. It got me thinking that I don't recall this conversation being as common at the end of the previous three decades. So what would your picks be for game of the decade, for the 2000s, 90s, and 80s, and he doesn't mention the 70s, but I think we should throw that in there too. He says the 80s and 90s are particularly tricky because the technology progressed so quickly during that time. For what it's worth, my picks are, this is Richard Hudson of Oak Park, California. His picks are, for the 1980s, Super Mario Brothers, Doom for the 90s, and GTA 3 for the 2000s, but he says, wow, World of Warcraft is probably the correct answer. Mm-hmm. Those, are, those are all I put picks. World of Warcraft on my list. It's too significant, took up too much of my time. Do you want us to try to pick one per decade well, and not be able to? <laughs> yeah, that's what I think we should do. But okay. let's start with the 70s. Okay. What well, was, it's, it's well you're, you're neglecting the 1940s. Yeah, yeah. yeah I when am neglecting. When the first <laughs> video game ever was, uh, was made. I am neglecting What is it, Tina? It is, what's the name? Cathode ray tube amusement device. Mm-hmm. So the, your choice for that decade has to be that. Yeah, okay. You don't have that, another choice. You don't have that another one, choice. At least that much we can agree on. You know what's cool? It's basically like our 20 questions from uh, a couple weeks ago or last week. Missile well, now I have to pick a different one from this week, so <laughs> yeah. thanks for that. <laughs> Is this game from before 1950? <laughs> <laughs> At least that really narrows it down. We can finally win something in one question. Yeah, we, that's a really good point. Cathode ray tube amusement device. The 60s could be <laughs> Tennis for Two or Space War, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then 70s, you have uh, Pong, Space Invaders, or Galaxian, I would say. Are, not Galaxian. It's not, there's literally no way Galaxian is game of the decade. I'm just saying that's not even in the running. But it had full color. That's mm. true. That's true. That's mind-blowing. It was pretty smoothly scrolling. Yeah. Pong I, came in early in the decade, and uh, Space Invaders is right at the end. So. Yeah. I don't think Space Invaders tops Pong. I think Pong is the perfect two-player game. It's still fun. It's here. People play it all the time. Mm-hmm. That's true. I think we love it. I give it to Space Invaders. Wow, yeah. over Pong. Wow. You like the soundtrack? It made like a billion dollars. Yeah. It did establish shooting. Pong as, was pretty popular. As the thing you do most often in video games, I guess. And aliens. Um, all right. It has to be Super Mario Brothers for the 80s, right? Well, it does. Has the thing be. about the 80s is that it includes <laughs> vid- arcade machines. Also, yeah. So you so. think it's something like Miss Pac-Man? Or? Yeah. I think so. Wasn't Burger Time. Or Tetris. Burger Time Tetris was, was developed in the 80s. Yeah, Tetris. Mm-hmm. I mean, how hard is that? Between Pac-Man, Miss Pac-Man or whatever, but, uh, and then uh, Tetris and Super Mario Brothers. Those are all mm. monumental games. And Burger Time. Yeah. And Jungle King. Mm-hmm. Personal fave, Duck Hunt. Duck Hunt was the 80s, right? Yeah. The thing about Super Mario Brothers is its influence is still being felt, right? Yeah. Like the platformer is a genre that is enduringly popular for as long as video games have been around. 
like, you know, not to knock Ms. Pac-Man, which is one yep. of the greatest games ever made, but like sure. maze games are not something that's being made that's and true. enjoyed mm-hmm. in 2020. There's no Pac-Man theme park opening up this year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I also had uh, on my short list, I really like uh, Zork, Zork 1, which is great. And then it's a little um, too niche, I think. No, it's great. It's an amazing I mean, I'm not game. saying it's not great. And then, uh, yeah, for like games of the decade, though, uh, I don't think DuckTales would quite make that, right? Mm. Yeah. I think the best arcade game of all time is Star Wars, though. That game's amazing. Mm. That game is great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would say maybe Final Fantasy, Dragon Quest could be in the mix. Yeah. Final Those Fantasy are- 1 is 90. So we, uh, we can get to that. In the, well, I guess it is in the English. In, yeah, oh, yeah. It would have come out way before that. Mm-hmm. Like three That's years. That's the problem. Mario 3 came out in 1990. Yeah. Look at that spread is Mario 3 to whatever Majora's Mask in the 90s. <laughs> or, that's, yeah. that's what you have or to choose between. Conquer, or maybe Conquer is 2001. I don't know. Yeah. That's a, that's a pretty big spread. All right. What's the game of the 90s? Mm. So I would accept maybe Pokemon. Pokemon Red is a really good one. Red and blue. Uh, obviously, Mario 64 and 64 games are all, mm-hmm. all great, but Mario World came out in the 90s, and so yes. did Link to the Past and Super Metroid. It used the Ocarina of Time. And it used to be obvious everyone would pick Ocarina of Time. Yeah. I feel like tastes have changed. Mm-hmm. Ocarina is really people interesting. People have cooled a little bit on Ocarina of Time. You're completely right. Like That was the undivided champion of video games. Like, the top, if you go to Metacritic, or it gives game rankings at yeah. that time. Like yeah. The best game ever made. The best reviewed game ever made. Like It's not even up for debate, but over the last 10 years you're right it, like or three because i think breath of the wild changed people's minds yeah well and the 3d in ocarina feels rougher than it used mm-hmm. to back then it's gotten a little harder to revisit yeah i personally give it to mario 64 in the same way that super mario brothers did for 2d platformers yeah. mario 64 you Just know 3d gaming in general i think unbelievable like- how much of a leap forward that was than yeah. games that had come out 12 months before that I imagine Mario Kart 64 for a lot of people. Yeah. Personal cool. favorites. Yeah, Golden I was Knight. wondering about, if, uh, Local about Mario player. Kart. Also. Yeah. Did you Smash Golden Eye? Uh, yeah, personal Yeah, fave. that's actually a really good point because that's a, that, you know, that type of multiplayer is mm-hmm. basically all multiplayer online now. You know, you have MMOs but, and you have other stuff, but GoldenEye yeah. was like the first person shooter multiplayer. Like there's not, that is so influential. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Richard, r- you know, Richard may be right with Doom as well. Certainly has to be it's on really the short good. list. It's an amazing game. Still yeah. crazy playable in 2020, yeah, and that's true. What it did for online multiplayer and what it did for games, you know, was discussed in U.S. Congress. So mm-hmm. you know, take the good with the bad on that. Sure. Yeah. So is Mortal Kombat. Yeah, I was gonna say Mortal Kombat. Well, Take Street Fighter Two. I also wanted to mention not that Street Fighter Two. Yeah, such an incredible phenomenon. Although, ever you know, when Mortal Kombat came out, all the Street Fighter Two machines were converted to Mortal <laughs> right. Kombat. Yeah, as, as we know, it is known. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the two thousands, I like Richard's pick of uh, GTA Three, but also like Wow was you know mm-hmm. such an. I, I didn't play Wow, but I know that people who did spent years of their life playing it. So. Halo One and Two. That's that's what I was also gonna, I was gonna Halo. say. Halo Two for also Halo. Yeah. I guess One Two and Three were all from the two thousands. That's true. Bioshock initially came out in the do- in the 2000s. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else do I have here? Dead Space, personal fave. Mm-hmm. Personal, yeah. yeah. I have an interesting one to consider, Rock Band or Rock Band 2. Yeah, mm-hmm. and Guitar Hero 2. Yeah, and those were, I, I love those. And, and when they became a community game thing, like that was such a cool, neat couch phenomenon. That was great. And then, of course, there's the the amazing single player games, uh, all, Metroid Prime and Zero Mission, and then uh, uh, Shadow of the Colossus, I think is like a monumental achievement from that time. I mean, people don't think of it as not enough now as a big game, but it was great. Mm. Oh, yeah. yeah, Sam, I was going to ask, are you going to play Journey to the Savage Planet? It looks cool. It looks like a Metroidvania yeah. in 3D, and I watched, I just, I, over I the shoulder, hearing, I watched uh, somebody here play it for a long time, and it looks neat. I keep hearing it's so much like Metroid Prime. Yeah. 
Yeah, and it, it, the idea of that game was like not to shoot at all, but you can shoot in it now. But there's a lot of puzzles you can you can do in it with, without shooting, which is cool. Um, Animal Crossing came out in that, and that's like one of my favorite series in, of the era. But you know, I don't know if I'd tell people to go play Animal Crossing on GameCube over the others. But it does have the NES games in it. Yeah, it's yeah, crazy which was that, that was pretty cool at the time. Mm-hmm. Bring them back. Borba yep. says Knights of the Old Republic. Our producer. It's also Pro I can tour? see that definitely could see that on a short list. What about Portal? Oh yeah, yeah. But One and two. Does that predate twenty ten? Two is two thousand eleven, mm. I think. Mm-hmm. And I think mm. Portal's just under the wire there. Yeah. Well, it definitely is because it came up before I moved yeah. here to work. Well, here. two better than one, so it kind of knocks it out of the conversation, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, yeah I, think so. I mean, you got all of us here have played some PC games, but we're probably more console focused. So it's like we're yeah. not thinking quite as much about stuff like Half Life Two. You know, some of yeah. those games that yeah, remain. I, mean, I played Half Life Two on Xbox, but yeah, sure. Yeah, like that's got to be in the mix. <clears throat> GTA is like are such an easy pick for that, though. I mean, it, it, it was that's the phenomenon of like you know. Yeah, open I mean, yeah that leads that leads us to GTA Five being like the most successful entertainment yeah. thing mm-hmm. ever made. Right? Yeah, it leads us to the whole video game industry being open world now. Like, if your yeah. game's not open world, it definitely gets side eye. If mm-hmm. it's any kind of action game or RPG, yeah. I mean, yeah. we'll see what Doom Doom Eternal sure can do about that. Mm-hmm. Well, there you have it. I think we a, did a good job of just naming a bunch of great games <laughs> from every decade and not picking a game of the. Decade. I think we picked them. Okay. We just went with what the reader chose. Okay, that's fair. Uh, but we were substituted Mario 64 for Doom. <laughs> Let's continue this discussion in the GameScoop fan page on Facebook. And we did a Games of the Decade uh, piece, which is lovely uh, for the past decade, mm-hmm. uh, a couple weeks ago, yeah. which you should check out and Lots make sure you play all those games. Yeah, mm-hmm. that turned out really well. All right, moving on. Hey, listeners. Uh, <laughs> this is Clark from Cleveland. Clarkland. He says, I just watched a new trailer for the Mega Man Zero and ZX collection and found myself frustrated. Within the past two years, I made it a point to beat every main storyline Mega Man game from the first to Legends 2. Uh, I had a fun time doing so, though it was tricky getting Mega Man ZX in Advent, and I had to dig out my Mega Man Zero collection on the DS. I find myself wishing I had just waited a while to play those games. I was thinking about going the GBA and DS Castlevania games, but found myself hesitating just in case they do a second Castlevania collection. That's yeah. a really good idea. So, what old game collections would you love to see, and have you ever waited on playing a game in case it gets re-released on modern consoles with improved functionality? Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for all the amazing shows. Yeah, uh, the Castlevania stuff, just real quick, is tricky, though, because of the dual screens. So it's The like, DS stuff is... Yep. The GBA ones will be easy to do. GBA ones, through, yeah, they could do. And there's, what, three of them? Yeah. Three on each console? Is yeah, that three how it on each. Out? Yeah. So then what, it, the question is, more classic collections we want? Yeah. Ooh, boy. Slash, would you wait on one? Would you wait on a game for the classic collection release? Yeah. For, like, an HD I guess, yeah. remake? Or, or even just, like, a nice, nice done, nicely done port with, mm-hmm. like, extras. Like, Final Fantasy VII, right now, I waited forever because I always heard the cutscenes were terrible in that game, and now it has a fast button and a cheat button and all that stuff. It totally made it possible for me to play it. Mm-hmm. I would have never put in a disc in my PlayStation and played it. I, just I think that's it. the barometer for me is, like, there's a statute of limitation on when, you know, is appropriate to wait on a game. It's like, oh, I'm a few months out. I might as well play it at this point, even if, even if the discourse has died down. But if it's been years or a decade, then I'm willing to wait for a remake at that point. Hmm. All right, so classic collections. collections. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I'm having a hard time. Like, I've talked about this on Scoop before that I'm really fascinated by games that are just trapped on old consoles, either, you know, by choice, like the developer or publisher just hasn't chosen to bring them forward, or because of the technology, like, are we ever going to see uh, Zelda Skyward Sword again? Mm. It was so reliant on motion controls that, like, you know, it makes it tricky, right? Mm-hmm. Or DS is another good example. Um, so, I don't know, maybe a Zelda collection. 
I have that on my list too. Yeah. I have um, basically like a greatest hits kind of thing. So, mm. uh, which is abnormal. It's not what the question is directly um, targeted towards, but it's what we do on school. Yeah, exactly. Make it your own. <laughs> um, so I would do like a rock star greatest hits cause I'd never mm. played bully before. And I started I haven't playing played it. Bully either. Oh, it's it's so really good. So, and it really holds up. Mm. So even if it didn't have like a remake, um, option either, Granted, I'm going against what I'm saying because I actually did start playing it recently, um, but I would love that, like for a couple lost games. What would else be? What else would be in the collection? Um, I've mentioned a racing game that they did where Probably it's like night run, night, uh, night uh, midnight, midnight club. No, midnight not club. I do. So I oh, have the other played one midnight that we were club. About, yeah. There's another one that they made like years and years ago, and a lot of people are not familiar with it. I forget what it is, but it's like a capture the flag kind of um, racing game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forget the name of it, but like stuff like that that a lot of people aren't familiar with when you think about GTA. When you think about Rockstar, because you're thinking yeah, about GTA. Table um, tennis, yeah. There's also yeah. the Warriors, which is a cool yeah. lost mm-hmm. game, and then uh, just those Grand Theft Autos on like PSP and stuff, and even even three and Vice City stories and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I wanna, I would love to see those in like a really nice, nice uh, package. They have a good story. So. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I was just thinking, I uh, before this show, I, I would like to, th- I would like themed historical collections that are around. Um, franchises, so like a, a Star Wars collection that actually had like really early Star Wars stuff, and then went through the years, like tells I think a better story than than a, a lot of other things I can consider because not a lot of things are like Mega Man that go back that far, you know. Mm-hmm. And I would love to have like really janky, weird Star Wars games collected from mm-hmm. like PCs and stuff like that that I would never get to touch now. But since it's Star Wars, I'm really curious about how it looked and how they did the graphics and stuff. I thought of something similar, but there's obviously a licensing issue because you're packaging games from from different publishers or studios into one collection. But let's say like a classics 90s shooter hits. Or if they even had a mode, which was like the classic missions from each of those. So Mm -hmm. if you had like a, you know, Wolfenstein 3D or um, Doom and Quake and whatever Mm -hmm. else just packaged into one uh, kind of storyline. You can let the suit sort out the details yeah yeah <laughs> well, give me what i want <laughs> well i like the um that that's a good idea for a thing like nes remix where it's mm-hmm. like it actually yeah. shuffles the yeah. games in like funny ways and mm-hmm. stuff like that i think that's always a good idea there's not a lot of nintendo 64 collection porting going mm. on right yep. now mm. and so even nintendo always goes full full is in on in nes and snes but they never do their 64 stuff yeah. and i don't know why and, and, and i, I mean guess they remade ocarina and majora's mask they remake oh, them yeah. But they don't the give you, like, a, bunch, a 25 games to mess around with in a yeah. tiny Nintendo 64. Yeah. And they definitely don't just make them, like... And they're emulatable, but you just never get them bundled in an interesting way. And I'd like to see, like, the kind of archaeological, yeah. you know, study of stuff that going into the 64 era now. They seem a little more precious and guarded with the N64 lineup or, like, SNES games. Like, sure, they're on Nintendo Online. Go yeah. ahead. But, like, the N64 stuff doesn't come up quite as much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even difficult for emulators, if that is your thing. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Nintendo, I'd actually like a Mario versus Donkey Kong collection. Yeah, sure. all those great. games, uh, March of the Minis, and you could even probably include Donkey Kong '94 in there since yes. that was kind of the first of the puzzle-ish Donkey Kong and Mario games. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I would also like a Wario Land collection because there's like a cool. bunch of Wario Lands that I've never played. Wario or just Land. all the Wario's, you know. There's so many Wario Lands, and then there's like uh, Wario Wears spinoff games and Wario Wears. Yeah, yeah, just like a big the Wario, Wario collection. Yeah, mm-hmm. be good too. That'd be great. All right. That's the problem with GameScoop. We talk about stuff that sounds so cool and then we're never going to get to play it. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, let's move on. This is Glenn Kirby, Kerbzilla, in Barnsley in Merry Old England. Was it, I don't know, is that his nickname? 
Kerbzilla is his nickname. Oh, got it. That's what I call him. Okay. <laughs> Says, having recently played Super Metroid for the first time, I'm afraid to say that I did not enjoy it due to the weapons management system, having to bomb everything, and once I find something on the map, it's not being marked. If, however, I play a game from my childhood, like Ghouls and Ghosts, I really enjoy it. Do you think that classic games are much like classic movies, and if you don't have the nostalgia for them, uh, they aren't as legendary today as they once were? Should we have new reviews for classic games through today's eyes from someone who hasn't played them before? Yeah. Absolutely. That's another topic I've talked a lot about on mm-hmm. Scoop, where like two games can totally be like equal, but if there's one that you played and experienced from your youth, you can go back to it. This game's great. This game's amazing. But yeah. if there's one you don't have those memories of, you try to play it. It just, it, they often feel stiff and hard to play and hard to enjoy. Yeah. What does he have against old movies? That's I was, not like that. That's, that was my point. I don't think it's the same at no, all. Like, it is, like if you think if you didn't, I didn't see Alien growing up. I didn't see it till I was an adult. That movie is not. Nothing happens in that movie for twenty minutes. But it's awesome. It's, it's got just such a cool ship style. landing. But it's got such a cool style and like, so mysterious. Yeah, I, awesome. I can't imagine that movie not holding. Like think of like so like good. you don't need to have nostalgia for The Godfather to recognize yeah. that it's a masterpiece it's of just, cinema. It's art. Yeah. No, but that stuff's different, man. Like that stuff was constructed in a different way than it is now. It's using different vocabulary, visual vocabulary. Even The Godfather, like I could see people of a younger generation sitting in front of that thing and being like, this is slow. There's a lot of talking. Yeah, the kids were like that to then action. too. It's not, that's, it's really yeah, that's, just a, that's just a kid's thing. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> if you're an adult today and The Godfather is too slow for you. <laughs> that's, yeah, I think. No, and it's not about attention spans or like, you know, denigrating that younger generation. It's just different. Like the, the film, films are different now. Like even going back and seeing Star Wars, which is also 77, like Alien, um, that movie meanders for like the first 20 minutes. Like they were just making movies in a different way. But you're then. commenting on the quality of those movies it, it, there's still a movie from 1977 that's not like that that's really good I, I think that's the that's the weird thing is that you know you, you can like um, like Hitchcock movies they're you know from the 50s and 60s there's nothing slow about those they're they're intricately plotted they're terrifying they're great horror movies horror movies today suck that does it doesn't make make thrillers or horror movies any better today there's occasional ones like get out which are amazing yeah and then there's a bunch that are terrible but that's just how it is the hitchcock movies where they get out so then you go watch them and they're like oh this is a great movie so i don't and i think that that is similar to your point about games there's probably games that hold up for you and there's games that probably hold up better for everybody and i would say super mario brothers 3 will hold up for anybody sure or mario world but there Except- are a lot of little quality of life things that if you remember them and you grew up with them in that era so you have this forgiveness built yeah. in like even for movies we don't do um, credit rolls in the beginning anymore, like mm-hmm. in, in the intro to a movie. Like it's already cutting to dialogue, already cutting to mm-hmm. scene setting. But if you look at a 90s movie, it's just like, here's everybody's name while the camera pans across the highway forever. for 15 minutes. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So if you remember that and dealing with that, then you have a little bit more forgiveness for it. I think the quality of life stuff is like a super real, like Super Metroid is my favorite game of all time, but nothing that Devin said is wrong. Like, what do you, you know, what is, what is the, uh, the weapon management? Uh, you, pause you have to, you have to mash select to, you know, to toggle through, you know, missiles, super missiles, power bombs oh, okay. and the grapple hook. And like, you I know. thought once you got them, they're just all on all the time and it didn't matter. No, you have to select which one you want to fire. Um, so like, that's, you know, like it's my favorite game, but he's not wrong on that point. And like, I personally wouldn't want to see that game marking every single thing I ever saw on a map. But like, I can understand that revisiting a 25 year old game in the context of 2020 is like, ugh, like he had a question about, whether we should review those in the modern context. I do like the idea of 
re- reviewing uh, classic games with fresh eyes who they didn't do, didn't play them at the time. So they do kids reviews as a version of that, right? Okay. Like kids review, like a, a child today that has an iPhone holds a Game Boy for the first time, and then yeah. there's these silly videos on YouTube. Yeah. Like that's it's to like, me. You can't actually have an adult do that. It has to be someone that didn't live through the era. Sure. So I asked our reviews editor to answer this question mm-hmm. and to see what his take was on it. And then to, uh, I thought it was an interesting take. So the question was, should we have new reviews for classic games uh, through today's eyes from someone who hasn't played them before? So go in completely fresh. He said, uh, if by should we have, is this something we likely do? Then I'd say no, because not a lot of people would look at them. Also, half of those who uh, half of those who do would be mad at the new players that wouldn't appreciate the games as much as us old timers with our rose tinted glasses. But it would be a fun thing to do, and I personally would find those reviews more interesting than just hearing the same old "these games are great because they were great back in the day." I'd like to see which ones legitimately hold up for new audiences. Yeah. Cool. So I think if we did a humorous take on it and mm. somebody who's very used to modern video games looks at it and is like, are you kidding me? I have to actually go through this menu to go into this menu and there's no save state? Like, what is this? Would be funny because it's an exposure into what that game experience was like, but it's not taking it so seriously as a review is because we have very stringent standards around reviews. Um, but if we were to do classic reviews today, I would think a fresh perspective, but from somebody who had played them would be more valuable because that person can kind of contextualize because they're familiar with today's games as well as that, those uh, classic Mm. standards too. Mm. We've experimented with uh, sort of like roundup reviews, getting more than one opinion on review. And I like that format for classic games too. That's really good. If IGN staff reviewed Super Mario world, you know, I think that'd be really interesting. I might, I might push that forward now. Cool. That's a really cool idea. Again, we can't release this episode now. Um, so, uh, <laughs> no, that's, we're going to publish that piece. This is promotion for it. <laughs> that's a good idea. Uh, I was going to say, I write when I write old game reviews, I very, very, very much try to think of the audience and think about who's reading them and try to address this that way and say, like, it's not enough that I enjoy this game because I played it back then or because I think it has some kind of historical value. I actually don't like that line of telling people what they should play and that people should go back and, and, and play the classics and stuff like that. That's condescending and stupid so i think you should tell people why you should play a game now and if it's fun and mm-hmm. i think that's 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 worth doing for games like Star Fox 2 which people got really mad at me for uh uh saying well, you know it's not it's that not, fun to play it's now not, but it's it's a it's masterpiece really of 3 design yeah reviews are opinions people there is a real thing that like there were games that were equals at the time they came out mm-hmm. and then as time has passed some and i i don't know if you can predict it or make guesses on this but some hold up in a modern context and some don't that's i true. think Super Mario Brothers 1 is like imminently playable. You can pick it up. You're having fun immediately. I don't think that Zelda 1 or mm-hmm. Metroid on the NES are like that. I That's think true. they both feel a lot worse to play in 2020, and Mario doesn't. But at the time they came out, there were these three titans, right? And I don't know that Mario was actually elevated above the two at the time. Or what about Sonic the Hedgehog versus Super Mario World? <sighs> yeah, sure. You can It is playable, but you, for like three and a half levels, and then Sonic is just like, what? Well, it took people. All my lives are gone. This game is hard, and you can't run anywhere. It took people a long time to like figure out, like, wait, Mario World actually is one of the greatest games ever made. Mm-hmm. Sonic One is not. All right, we have one more email this episode, and it is very special. This is Devin Cheek. It says, hey guys, this is Devin from Lexington, Kentucky. Thank you guys so much for all your hard work and fantastic content. I need to share a unique prank war my friend and I have been having as fans of the show. My best friend moved 10 hours away when we were 13, and rather than us growing apart, we stayed closer than ever through gaming, Xbox Live in particular. We talk every day about the latest and greatest in gaming news and latest scoops you bring us 
We especially get a kick out of Sam's antics. <laughs> Thus began the prank war using his likeness. Uh-oh. Whoa. Is this a G.I. Joe thing? This is the secret paper. I like how John Borba, just had, our producer, just had something to hand David off camera. He said that earlier. <clears throat> he said he was going to hand it to him? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Using his likeness. Why we chose this photo of Sam, I'll never know. It just felt random enough to get a laugh. Mm-hmm. It started with shot. us yeah, text, an old headshot. texting this image to each other. Then I mailed a printed photo off to his house and to his work. Good. I could have sent that you the signed version of that. That was sent through the mail. I don't actually have those. Then I received a calendar in the Ooh. mail wow. where every, every month is the same Sam picture. Oh, Man. well, let's cross off March. I wonder what April's going to be. interesting because I got the royalty check for that recently, and I was surprised. I was like, who bought my calendar? Yeah, and I'll put these photos up on the screen. Uh, I retaliated with... A blanket. Oh, wow. Oh, no. That's, so we have Fran blankets and pillows in the office. We do. We do have Fran pillows. It looks like a Snuggie. This guy's friend has a, a blanket with your face on it. It looks like a And shirt. he wears it. And it looks like it's very comfortable. What do you mean he wears Is it? it? He, well, he puts it on. He it's uses it. Here. It's pattern. Mm-hmm. Oh, There's goodness gracious. That's not the end. This is like my self-image. <laughs> the final goof was when I received this epic potato. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> it's like platter. His friend sent him Sam's face on a potato. Is it like pinned on there, or is it like a maybe it glued like on there? It looks really nice. It's really hey, that backyard looks lovely. Some, by the just way, just some gum taped up clearly. Uh, so uh, he says it's escalating quite a bit, and I need to win. So who knows where this this whole prank war is going next? I think projecting on the side of a building. Yeah, maybe yeah. carving right. my likeness in the moon tattoo. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't do boy. a tattoo. I would feel really bad. Please don't do that. <laughs> Devin says, Sam, if this creeps you out, I apologize. That is not the intent. It doesn't creep me out. We are fans. I thought that was pretty good. Super creeped out. <laughs> we need I a mean, large donut. I'm honored. With Sam's face on it. None of yeah. us have been on a potato. I know. Our, that as you far know as of. we know. <laughs> to our knowledge. Yeah. I mean, and if, you, if you've put Damon on a potato, please send it to gamescoop at IGN.com. Yeah. As always, I mean, make sure you use send the sub- potato. If you want your email the to potato? be read, put Damon potato in the subject line. <laughs> Damon Tato. Uh, all right, that brings us to video game 20 questions. You pick bangers this week. I, I try. I try to pick bangers. Uh, our Mega suggestion this week, yeah, mostly Mega Man 2. Suggestion this week comes from Steve in Long Island. Ooh, Let York. the questioning begin. Have you ever been to Long Island? Yeah. That's not, that's not <laughs> one of the questions. It's definitely. It's right there. Uh, is this from before 1950? <laughs> No, stop it. <laughs> Do the real you one. It up. That's true. That's a gag. Start it up. You started off. I just did. Do the real one. I got shot down. I know. There was no answer. All right. Is this from before 1990? No. Okay. Mm, is it on current gen consoles? Yes. Ooh. Was this game developed in the United States? Yes. Current gen United States. All right. Well, we can guess this. Is it part of a series? <laughs> yes. Is this the... F- mm. Is, should we ask if it's the first in a series? On on current gen? No. It could be. Everything's like old out. now. Does this game appear on the Xbox One? Yes. Mm. What? You could have asked if it was an exclusive. Because it could still be on. Oh. Fine. It's now putting that genie back in the bottle. <laughs> yeah, That's it's fine. done now. Um, 
Is it also on another console? <laughs> Are you asking that? Yeah, I want to know if it's an exclusive. Yes, it is also on another console. Okay. That was a backwards way of going about that. Yeah. Does not compute. Yeah. Okay. Um, is it first person? Oh, boy. oh my gosh. What do you mean by first person? Um, Let's get it all out. Um, I don't think it, it... Well, okay. So th- this is going to be controversial. Here we go. Interesting. I, I, I don't think you're... Oh man, it's really tough. You just tells the game. You see the game from first person, but your character does not. That what, makes any sense. What the fuck? Okay, so are you, you someone? You gotta wa- bleep that. <laughs> yeah, it's, you have to bleep that. Okay, I put you in charge of bleeping. John, do you have it? <laughs> um, so he, he's, it's probably a situation where like. Uh, well, like the game center games, right? Where like you're someone watching a TV screen, but then you're controlling action on a screen in a game or something. Some level of abstraction. Wait, repeat your seeing. answer to me. You see in first person, but your character does not. Well, I mean, you're probably isn't could, that most? Yeah, video like, games. Is it just like an Animal Crossing yeah. thing? I, I here. How about this? What you see is not what your character sees in the yeah. game. Okay. So it's like you know, it's a night trapish game, but you know, modern. Her story. What's could be her story. What you see is not what your character sees. This is like a riddle now. So yeah. you can like move twenty and riddles like look around a lot, but your character's not seeing that. But that's what you're controlling. Yes, I believe you're controlling it's, it's, camera. It's Five Nights at Freddy's. That's right. Really, we did it. That was it. <laughs> or, or her story. Mm-hmm. But her story doesn't really have any. It's, you're just watching video footage. Yeah, hence the confusion around whether it's first person or not because you're just looking at a fake computer terminal. Okay, okay well, let's continue asking. All right, is this questions. an indie game? No. Okay. Well. <laughs> uh, is, but also it's, also it's part of a series. So yeah, like and also it's on an Xbox One, so it's not her story nor Five Nights at Freddy's. Mm-hmm. Could it be uh, Senua's Sacrifice, whatever that game's called? Hellblade? Hellblade. Why? No, that's just traditional. Yeah, but your character's seeing crazy stuff. Yeah, I don't think that's what he meant. All right. Because <laughs> uh, you see the crazy stuff, too. Yeah, but are you are you seeing what the character sees? <laughs> Who knows? Are you seeing something through, uh, like, a... We're never going to get Through this. a camera? Through, like, a... Through some kind of digital lens? Yeah. In, like, a camera that would be in the game? Yeah. No. Okay. Well, uh, is this uh, does this game have fantastical elements in it, or is it realistic? Mm, it's realistic. That's ten. So it can't be some kind of like time jumpy thing where you're looking through memories or something. Yeah. Man, this is throwing me for a loop. Uh, did this come to Switch? Yes. Uh, okay, that helps. <laughs> <laughs> Just got to think of those hundred Switch games we've been looking at. Um, let's see. Was this, does this have realistic gra- graphics? Switch. Mm, I, I just mean by that, that they're not anime yeah. or cartoony or uh, super deformed or mm-hmm. realistic. I don't know, man. Or pixel. <laughs> That's a tough question. Uh, parts, parts of the game are presented realistically and other parts have kind of a cartoonish vibe. Mm. What the so hell? multiple art styles yeah. could be Valhalla, the robot, the cyberpunk bartender game. Yeah, I don't know anything about that one. Mm-hmm. Me neither. So there might be like cutscenes that are like really 
hyper real and then it gets all cute when you're playing it. And do you think it'd be like into the breach or something like that? Was it well received? Yes. Does <laughs> this game have pixel art? No. Does Into the Breach have pixel yeah. art? Yeah. Okay. And it will also, it's uh, not an indie game. And not a series. Yeah, that's true. We know it's made in the U.S. I usually regret asking about developer, but we maybe should have narrowed down. Made in the U.S.? It can't be UB? Uh, I mean, they do have a studio in San Francisco. Um, does this developer have uh, E3 presentations? Presentation or like a publisher, a, I mean, sorry. Like a conference? Yeah. No. That is 15. So wait a second. Wait a second. Not EA or, but it, so it's not an it's not a indie, mm-hmm. nor is it one of the big triple A's. Yeah. Oh, it's one of the triple A's, but they don't have a press conference. Well, yeah, but not one of like yeah, not one of the giant ones. So more like a double fine. I, I guess they it's count. It's WB these. or 2K. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Those, those are. I bet it's one of those really obvious mm. series for double fine. Or yeah, maybe it'll, I don't know. What does 2K have? You said no fantastical elements, right? Yeah. It's not Bioshock, which is also just traditionally first person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And WB stuff is all Batman and Lego and everything now. Is it helpful to know if it's licensed? Yeah. They came to Switch. I feel like that was a really good hint, but mm. I, I just can't think. Place what it would be. Yeah, it's such like a weird sounding game, but it might just be like a really standard thing that we're not thinking of. Um, Is it helpful to know if it was released as like a big... $60 game? Yeah. Full price. Is it was this originally released as a full price $60 game? Yes. It didn't help. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But it's not a shooter, right? Did we already ask that? No, we didn't ask that. We asked first person. If this has a bunch of games, it's a big publisher. It's out in America. I mean, it's like it's it's got to be like a Borderlands or like a, a No, but that's also like traditional. I mean, it, 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 I guess we can narrow it down by saying like is it a shooter or is it more of like a point and click or is it more like a puzzle? It was a $60 game made in the U S that was on, you know, maybe not on PS4, but probably on every console. Do you want to ask the shoot stuff question then? Yeah, but I don't know which one. Like, I don't know if I think it's more of a shooter or more of a puzzle. Puzzle would throw throw all of this into the, and I would think more point and click because I guess then you're looking in the, and then there'd be like video graphics in the background and stuff for like certain puzzle games. Yeah, mm. and that would be the perspective thing. Mm. None of those are like six. But he mentioned characters. I mean, it could be the new Tetris. Mm. It's not sixty dollars. No. Mm. Is it a puzzle game? No, it is not a puzzle game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but there's characters like Wario's Woods that. Sorry, off camera, our producers saying stuff about the character perspective. Well, to remember that it means there is a character. That there is a character. Man, I don't know where to go to this. I don't think we're going to get it, so we can just start burning these. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Not at E3. Who were the big publishers? Let's just try to guess the publisher, maybe. Mm. Mm. Is it published by 2K or, you know? (laughs) Rockstar. Maybe. What came to Switch recently? And it's part of a series. And people love it. Mm -hmm. L.A. Noir. It's not part of a series. So it's got to be something we know because it's part of a series. It's on current gen and it oh, was yeah. received well. Yeah, yeah, and it's not indie. Like we, yeah, we probably all played this. Probably and continue to play. Did we all play this game. Not all of us. Were you looking? At, were you looking? He at looked me? at Justin. Were you looking at me with that one? <laughs> what did I not play? 
But one of us. You don't know what I played. One of us here played the game. It's. Mm. What's the game that we three just played recently that Justin didn't play? I don't know. I was gonna say Outer Worlds, but no, it yeah, can't Outer be that. Worlds, but it can't be that because you're playing as your character, and it's not a series. And it's, not a series. it's highly fantastic. It's the publisher. It's not on Switch yeah. yet. That's mm-hmm. that's true. Yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to do. You have a question and a guess. That's what you do. Is this game? Uh, uh, are you frequently holding? a gun in your hands in this game. Uh, no. For, so first of all, no, your character does not ever hold What's, a gun. God damn it. It's, we're back with this. However, there are guns in the game. And that brings us could be to final. So it's yes. not control. Could be super high. Yeah. fantastical elements. Mm. Not, no, no you, sh- you shoot. And yeah. Game's okay. also not 60 bucks. And not part of it being like a, it's a very standard, like knowing that it came from an American studio mm-hmm. and that it's yeah. a full on $60 game that's part of a series makes me think that this is something pretty like standard, some multi platform mm-hmm. game from. Mm-hmm. We one, don't have questions left, right? No. no. We hit them. One of the bigger companies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Made in the US. <clears throat> Was that a hint? Nope. <laughs> I was getting ready. I was getting ready. I need to reveal. any of the hints. Yeah, you can go ahead and reveal. We give up. Okay, you give up. Okay. Um, this will sting a little bit. This game was mentioned in the office today <sighs> to Sam at least, and I was like, "Ooh, should I pick another one?" No, I went with it anyway. You're kidding me. Oh, and no. it is on our in our Switch Face Off tool. Yeah, it's in there too. I knew it. It's uh, and it is. Hold on. It is 2K. It is 2K. It is. Go ahead. Civilization six. Oh. Yeah. Strategy. That's really hard for us to get. Man, I was thinking strategy so, earlier on too because you're like a godlike. Yeah, character. every time there's this question of isn't it first person, I feel like you guys the should assume no. it's, the answer is no. Like completely other games. In other games, in other games, I think you are supposed to be no. viewing the battlefield. Listen, but not in Civ- well, because I'm, in dialogue. I'm, my point is like that first person. Anytime I have that sort of. Uh, wrestling with myself on, on that question you should be viewing that view so like that should tell you what type of game it this is. is not our fault i'm gonna take this okay. one up with the commission <laughs> yeah listen here's I why doesn't you are, he no. mentions night trap every time you mention weird <laughs> camera angles that's true you are uh george washington yeah. in civilization and he what you are seeing on the screen is up in the sky yeah that's okay? what i just said george isn't up there yeah that's why i said no that's yeah that's why, that's why we said, see through what the you person. see is not what your character sees George is but it's still there. not There's no ambiguity. First like the way you answered it is just like no, it's not. It's third yeah, person. Exactly. Or overhead or isometric or whatever. But it's, I guess it's weird because you're not seeing. I yeah. Okay. Okay. It's certainly not. It's third person. person. There's a camera, just like any. I want a redo. A, camera. No, a recount. I don't think. You Can like we do the start it over again with the same game? No. no. <laughs> so civilizations. I swear we'll get it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I bet you. After we got you a donut and everything. I know. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, he hasn't had it, though, so we can just take yeah. that back. No, nope. It's ours Did now. Did you keep the receipt? <laughs> <laughs> we, we only took one bite. We don't want it anymore. Yeah, you need to, you need to take a bite out of this thing. Uh, it's this it's such a honker. This is how big the donut is. Quite a comparison. <laughs> you need to take a live bite out of this thing. Live bite. Okay, well, now I need to clean my hand. Okay. That's what the napkins are for. You just won't Perfect. do it. Can't get them all right, well, that's all the scoops that we have for you this week. Remember, you can always reach us at the email address, gamescoop at IGN.com. Thank you, Justin. Thank you, Tina. Thank you, Sam. Thank you. Thank you, John. My name is Damon. This is IGN GameScoop. Happy birthday. Thank you. Happy birthday, Damon.
Don't 